Hello and welcome to The Blindfold. My name is Elias and I'm excited that you have joined me today. This is a podcast where I talk about the different blindfolds in our lives. We talk about these blindfolds, we debunk them so that we can have better judgment, so that we can have clear sight, and so that we can have vision in our lives. We have been looking at the quest for love. We have been talking about love in so many different contexts and um, I have a new episode for you today. We are going to talk about the purpose for love. It's going to be lit. It's going to be exciting. Um, Just, you know, take a bookmark, take a pen, take a notepad and just let's get going. It's going to be lit. So to begin this discussion, um, I would want you to put your uh, bookmark on John 13:34. That is the main scripture. Um, that is what we are making reference to in this episode. So it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, I am reading from the Passion Translation. I, I, I just, I love this translation. All right. So, um, biblical love is a decision to compassionately, responsibly, and righteously pursue the well-being of another person. Love is a decision to seek another's best. All right. Regardless of our feelings, it's a choice. It's a decision to seek somebody else's best interest, regardless of our feelings. So it is a decision that you make. It is a decision that I make to seek after the well-being of another, despite how I feel. So already we can see here that love bypasses our emotions. It bypasses how we feel. So even when you feel something negative towards somebody love still pursues the best for them even if they had done something wrong in your life love still seeks the best for them all right so it bypasses how you feel it's not dictated by feelings it's not influenced by what somebody has done or had done to us It basically looks ahead and considers and focuses on the best for the other person. So in this whole episode uh, right now, I am going to look at four main uh, points in talking about the purpose for love. And then after that, I am going to talk about a reflection that you can uh, look at and uh, see if what we will talk about today can help you, all right? You can make some resolutions, you can make some changes, and you can just uh, move forward based on what we will talk about. So point number one, point number one, one purpose of love is to be a long-term disposition, all right? And by talking about all of these things, I'm talking about Christian love, which is broad, 
Christian love which is long term. It is personal um, and it goes far beyond a single relationship. It goes far beyond a particular action and is surely something deeper than a short-term emotion. So it's not just, um, you know, this longevity is not just a character of love like I talked about in the previous episode. Um, this longevity is actually um, a purpose of love. It's love is supposed to be long-term purposefully. It is designed that way because God is everlasting. And that part of God, that nature of God, is also what love is supposed to be. All right? And we need to know that love isn't just about what we do. It's also about who we are. So love is not just the action. Love is not just the deed. Love is actually our identity. It's what we are identified by. See, it's who we are because we are created in the image of God and His likeness. And we mirror His character. So love is our identity. All right? Point number two. Another purpose of love is to desire and realize the good for all. All right? So love is not biased. So the loving person desires good for all. The loving person desires good for his God, desires good for themselves. Because there is what we call self-love. We'll talk about this in another episode. Though I think to a reasonable degree, self-love is a little bit misunderstood today. But there is a healthy um, comprehension of self-love. All right? So, the loving person desires good for others. Um, and for everybody with whom we have a close relationship, with everybody that we have any kind of relationship with, um, the loving person also desires good for distant strangers and the loving person as well desires good even for their enemies. So as the parable of the Good Samaritan teaches, love has a universal scope. And everyone is our neighbor, especially when they're in need. The aspect of love is best thought of as benevolence. But I will explain further that is, uh, that is more than just benevolence. But second character is to desire and realize good for all. Or should I say second purpose? Um, is to desire and realize good for all. Point number three. The third point, as we talk about the purpose of love, is to create appropriate bonds to a given relationship. Note, I said appropriate. So the kind of bond that this love is supposed to create is supposed to be appropriate to the given relationship. All right? So the loving person desires bonds with others that are appropriate to the relationship. It must be appropriate to the relationship. Friendship. 
if there is a family relationship if there is a a marriage relationship love creates a bond that is appropriate to that relationship you cannot have a wife and husband bond to somebody you're not married to that ain't love that's not love that's not the love we are talking about here all right this is an example so real love christian love genuine love creates a bond um with others with the person that is appropriate to the relationship so an act of benevolence alone is not love and part of love is to desire a connection with others that fits what our actual relationship with them should be all right let me let me say that again so it can just digest part of love is to desire a connection with others that fits our actual relationship with them uh, um what our actual relationship with them should be so just as god desires a connection with each of us we ought to desire proper connections with others we ought to desire proper connectedness with others all right so just the way god desires a connection with each one of us we need to desire that remember we are created in the image of god we represent the character of god here on earth what god does is what we do we perform god's character we are that's why the bible calls us the salt of the earth when uh, somebody looks at us they need to be able to see god because we are created in his image all right so uh moving on of course we can't know everyone personally but we can be open to everyone whom god brings into our lives all right fourth point and final point to express the character of god so as christians we believe at least by faith and hopefully by experience that loving god is good for us spiritually all right it allows us to experience a closeness and a connectedness with our heavenly father that is not otherwise possible that's what this does that much is obvious though but instead of focusing on you know um and 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 other worldly aspects of love let us consider everyday earthly benefits of love as it is commonly experienced when we um, express this godly character you know we 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 need to come to a place where we begin to understand that there's a lot that is going on in the world there are people that are broken there are people that are hurting um i mean i i i can't exclude myself from 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 all of this at one point or another i have been hurt um you have been hurt at one point or another you have hurt somebody else i have hurt somebody else um whether i know it whether i don't know it it's been in my human nature and in one way or another this has happened it is for this reason that we must speak more about love than hate we must speak more about how to heal 
from some of these things that we have gone through. We look at all kinds of pain in the world. We look out, um, we look at pain that has been passed on from generation to generation. You know, we, 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 we are dealing with certain dysfunctions in our families growing up, certain issues in our families that, that we've had to deal with that have shaped us in a way that is unhealthy. But we need to know why love is the greatest commandment. And we need to know its purpose. And we need to know its power. Where we find love, we can find any other spiritual gift performing. That's why love is considered to be superior. And the mark of being a Christian is being able to express love to others. And everything that we do as Christians, everything that we do in our friendships, in our relationships, in our family, is supposed to be done in love. That is what um, identifies us to be Christians. Look at the children today. Look at the pain. Look at look at the hurt. You know, all sorts of grief in our lives today. We have grief that is coming into our lives because we are losing loved ones. We have grief that is in our hearts because certain people have walked away from us. You know, maybe we have certain people that we cared about that are no longer part of our lives. Certain people we wished we would spend the rest of our lives with, but they are no longer part of our lives. And that has hurt us. That has broken us. That has uh, taken us to a place where we lose hope. We believe that love doesn't exist anymore. You know, all of these things that are happening in our lives. I mean, think about the hate speech, the things that are spoken to others, the things we say to other people. Think about the judgment. Think about the, the, the prejudice. Think about how we look at our own self-interests, our own, our own good, our own desires, you know, at the expense of others. Think about the length that people are willing to go nowadays to just make sure that their needs are met. Make sure that, you know, they serve their own interests. It is very rare in this day and age to see real genuine love expressed between two people, between two colleagues, between two family members, between um, husband and wife. Divorce rates are so high it makes getting married feel like suicide i don't know why i talk about marriage so much maybe i should be a marriage counselor you never know but i think i'm passionate about this and uh, tell you what i know i don't i'm not married yet and i don't have the experience that sort of thing and everything i say about this thing about this topic is just what i've learned in the bible and what i've what i've learned with my own two eyes and i can tell you something that there is no love in some of the marriages today there is no love there is no genuine authentic christian love that says i will lay my life for you 
I will put your interests forward. I will look out for you. I just don't know if the vows that are spoken on the wedding day are just really meant. You know, it's easy to speak those words. It's much harder to implement them or to live them. But we do not see the kind of love that is exhibited and exemplified by the character of Jesus, our role model. You know, it is it is amazing. It is shocking and at the same time it is frightening. But we got to do better. We got to change our speech and we got to change what we say. Love has a purpose and the purpose is to heal. The purpose of love is to bring change. The purpose of love is to know God. The purpose of love is to desire the good of others even when um that good doesn't immediately come to ourselves. I have another episode in future where I want to do a book review of the book called The Five Love Languages. I'm sure maybe you've read this book or you've um, read a little bit about it. I have a personal review of that book. But for this episode, I want to pick something from there. One thing that you see is an underlying theme in that book is how that each subject, each character, each person puts the needs of the other above their own. It is just how love works. We have to look at the other person, esteem the other person and consider their needs as more important. And when we do that, they will also just as you're instructed, you're being instructed to do that, they are also being instructed to do the same for us. So it's not about me holding on to just what I want. It's about expressing love to the other person, making them happy, making them feel loved and cared for, showing a godly character to them, being an example, being a role model. All these different love languages, words of affirmation involves speaking to somebody else, affirming them verbally about what they do, about what they say, etc. Acts of service, it involves putting the needs of another person above your own. You, you sacrifice your time to do a service for them you will sacrifice other things to do that you have to put somebody else in your schedule you prioritize them quality time involves putting the needs of another person above your own all right gifts also mean that you're putting somebody's need above your own which one have i left out physical touch as well means that you're going to put somebody else's needs above your own. You're not going to say, no, I'm not a touchy person. No. Um, look, I, I, you know, I've, I'm too busy right now. I just can't start making time for all of this. I can't, can't start coming over there and, 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 and helping you with your assignment or helping you clean around and whatever. I mean, I'm busy right now. But you see, in all of these languages, there's, there's one theme. And the theme is you put your needs below the needs of others. 
and that's what love is all about. The greatest sacrifice we've ever seen in history is the coming of Jesus, where he left his throne, he left his glory, and became sin. So you see, the Bible doesn't just say experienced sin. No, no, no. You see the filthiness of sin. You see the wickedness of sin. How dirty sin is. All of that, Jesus became that. And the Father wouldn't even look at him at the time that he was being crucified. And that is, that was an expression of love. He left his glory. He left his seat. He left his throne. Came all the way down to us, to you and me, to make your life better and to make your life be restored to God. You don't have any reason to reject him. Literally, you do not have any reason because he sacrificed. He demonstrated his love. He set an example. He put your needs above what he wanted. We see through our scripture that many times Jesus had he had the ability to stop and and let everything go. Sometimes it was so difficult to a point that he even said that, Lord, oh, he said, my father, let this cup pass away from me, but not my will, but your will. Jesus loved the father, that he put the father's desires more than his needs, more than his wants. That's an example. No greater love than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. The purpose of love is to heal the broken, is to heal the sick, it's to wipe tears from the eyes of the children, of the adults, of, of, of the women, men. The purpose of love is to love your wife. A man isn't supposed to be coerced into loving his wife. A man isn't supposed to be manipulated into loving his wife. He, he doesn't need to be, what's the word, enticed into loving his wife. It's a command from the Bible. Men, love your wives. Ish, I wish I can talk a little bit more about this. But listen, men, listen well. Loving your wife, all right? is something that you do regardless of how you feel, how broke you are, how rich you are, how tired you are, how sick you are. You have to love your wife, okay? Because it is a command. Now, the point I want to drive to about this is that you don't love because there's a reason. You don't love because she's pretty. You don't love because she has got nice curves okay you don't love because she's she's got money you don't love because she looks beautiful and appealing to you you love her because you've been instructed to do so you have been told to do so by god and you love her because it is a decision it is a constant even if she you know sometimes women can be can be here and there you know 
being emotional beings, sometimes they can be grumpy, sometimes they can be moody, sometimes they can just snap at you for no reason and you go like, what I do? But your love doesn't change because of the behavior of a woman. Your love is constant and being a man means you step up. Being a man simply means you you are you 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 are stronger. You step up, you own up and you do what you have to do. As you've been commanded by the word. I've I've enjoyed myself here and I hope that you have. And I want to give you a reflection as we wrap this up. My first question to you is take a journal, pen and paper. And ask yourself, okay? I'm going to pose these as questions to you, but you can phrase them in a way that um, makes them uh, look like you are inquiring of yourself. Did you know the purpose of love? That's my question. Did you know the authentic purpose of love? Have you been fulfilling these purposes? And what are your biggest takeaways that need immediate implementation in your relationship in the context of the purpose for love? You write this down, you think them through, you pray about it, and I hope and pray that God gives you something from today that you're going to begin to apply in your everyday life. Start with the closest person in your life. Do something beautiful for them. Do something that says, I'm putting your needs above my feelings. I'm putting your wants above my feelings. I love you for who you are, not because of what you've done, not because of what you're able to do, not because of what you have, I love you because I love you. Until the next one, thank you for your time.